Hello and welcome to the second season of the MRX Lab podcast, where we talk research and insight trends in 10 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by our first guest of the season, CEO of FlexMR, Paul Hudson. Welcome to the show, Paul. Hi, thanks, Chris. Good to be here. The topic we're going to be looking at with you today is the trend towards insights empowerment. So to get us started, what can you tell us, Paul, about empowerment? Insights empowerment, um, for me, is about giving confidence, building confidence in insight teams and organisations to use insights uh, in as many decisions as possible. So we're empowering people um, with the confidence to collect, interpret and uh, activate decisions with insight. And that's interesting. So why would you say that insights empowerment is relevant to researchers today? What is it about those things that makes it something we need to be looking at in the current climate? Well, we we all know that organisations are under great pressure to be uh, customer-centric, to inform decisions with customer at the heart of that thinking. And building a customer-centric culture is, is, isn't without challenge, it's difficult, right? Um, so what we must be doing is thinking about how we uh, empower whole organisations to be confident in using insight, if we're going to be truly customer-centric. To be customer-centric means that that customer and the insight from the customer, what they're doing and thinking, behaving and needing, has to be embedded in everything everybody does. And so there's no option, really, if, if you take that line of thinking, that the whole organisation must be empowered at some level to use insight. Um, so let me let me give you a, a bit more of an example for that, uh, because to me, I think empowerment then breaks down into three angles for insights. We could empower some teams, uh, like the insights team, for example, but it could be other ones in marketing, to empower them to collect insight and data uh, about consumers. But at the same time, we need to empower other people in the organization to be confident in using that data, empowering them to maybe analyze it uh, and find ways of, of getting insight from the data to speed up their decisions. But there will be other people in the organization that need to be confident in using recommendations, reading reports, taking those insights and activating them in in their decisions. And only through that do you influence uh, their decision-making process. But I would argue that everybody, whatever level they are in the organization, everybody in that organization has to fall into one of those three brackets of empowerment if you are truly to have a customer-centric culture. So this is about making it easier to collect data, to analyze the data, but then to also push it through an organization and to expand it outwards. Is that right? Yeah, it's it's all of those things. I mean, we have to um, ensure that insight reaches every part of the organization. Uh, Otherwise, that reach of the consumer doesn't exist in that culture. But we must also be thinking about how we are influencing the decisions so that decisions aren't just based on gut reaction, but they are based on on consumer and and insight and insight is influencing them. 
And under today's budget pressures, I mean, we're all under budget pressures, okay? I mean, that goes without saying. So if budgets are under pressure and budgets aren't increasing, we've got to find new ways to do all of these things. To How do you empower the entire organisation with, uh, with all of these things while still not increasing budgets? Uh, and that's the challenge that then brings us back to the word empowerment. You've got to find new paradigms and new ways to empower that organisation uh, to do that in an efficient way. I think that budget uh, pressure issue is certainly something a lot of people are going to be feeling, particularly over the last mm. year as we record this early 2021. That's something that has had a huge impact on the industry. Um, the Bellwether report suggesting that budgets are decreasing sharply in research over other areas of marketing spend. Is empowerment and finding these new paradigms that you talk about um, something that kind of works within those parameters and those challenges? It is, because it, it, again, if you come back to this, it, it's, it's about how do we find, how, how do we have more research or more insight um, and we, we reach more stakeholders and more parts of the business and we influence more decisions because only by doing more of all of those three things, uh, better reach, better influence, do we create that customer-centric culture and we have to do those things in an ever more efficient way. Um, so those new paradigms that we're talking about around empowerment is, is thinking about insight in a different way. Instead of just thinking about insight as being a team which research collects and delivers, um, we've got to think about the way that we collect it, the way we delegate access to it, to it, the way we involve people in it, the way we educate people to use it. So what would you say are some of the things that, I guess, research teams and other parts of the organisation can do to be more empowered. So to do those things you talk about of improving efficiency, improving reach and improving uh, the influence of their activity. Are there some practical steps researchers can take? There are, um, and as ever, I think when we talk about efficiency, the first way of thinking about it is, is you only drive efficiency by taking individual processes and looking at those individual processes, finding ways that you improve them. Um, and again, you could do the same with reach and influence. But if we take, say, if you use video interviews, you've taken a research process of talking to a customer and made it more efficient because I don't have to leave my home or travel or spend extra costs in getting into people's homes. Um, so it's already more efficient. But if I then want to scale that video, um, I must find other ways to, to make it efficient. So, for example, we might embed it in, into a survey and, and ask consumers for a three-minute video question. So I can scale and collect more videos uh, faster and more efficient. Um, so again, I've taken video and I've put it into another process and I've made it more efficient. Now, you make that process around video even more efficient if you if you don't separate them up into separate things. So um, we, we need you don't want a separate process for doing interviews. You don't want a separate process for doing video in surveys. You don't want a se two separate processes for analysing those two things. So what we have to try and do is centralise those, those processes, not removing the flexibility. You don't want to remove the ability to do video interviews or videos and surveys, but you want to join them together in one central, centralised, efficient way. Now, as you centralise 
that uh, th those collection processes and make those efficiencies and keep that flexibility. What you also then do is give yourself new opportunities for thinking about how you delegate access to it um, or delegate use of it. You could mine that, uh, that data over and over again for different projects, which is more efficient. If somebody asks you a question about it, you could delegate access to one data set and not all of the data sets. You could uh, share results from it uh, more efficiently across the organization in real time online to influence decisions. Uh, you could combine that data with different data, for example, with quant data from, from some of the surveys, cross-referencing it. Um, so we have to think about the research processes for the efficiency. Um, we have to think about the ways you uh, access uh, or, or give access to different people, how, how it reaches different parts of the organization. Does it reach different parts of the organization through sharing? Or does it reach different parts of the organization by delegating access? What kind of controls and oversight do you want to educate people to, to make them empower them and give them more confidence in using uh, those insights and that data? Um, and how do we influence them and how do we change their decisions by, by the, these processes? So that I think I mean, if you take video there, I've tried to take it through uh, and, and show how you take step changes to improve the efficiency of those processes. And then you think about the, the ways you use video to reach different parts of the organization and change your processes there. And also video itself might actually influence decisions more because it is an emotive form of feedback from a customer. So you'd have to do that in lots of different areas. Um, if you weren't interested in video, you'd apply the same thinking, but to a different format format of data. We're just about to reach the 10 minute mark. So before we wrap up, is there one key takeaway about insights empowerment uh, you'd like to leave our listeners with about what its impact on the industry and our operations might be? Um, I think my, my key point um, would be to embrace new paradigms for and models for uh, giving confidence to your organization to collect, analyze, and use uh, inside. Giving confidence. I like it. And with that, we are just about out of time. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, thank you, Paul, for uh, joining us today. It's been really interesting talking to you. Thank you. That's been great. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back in a few weeks with our next episode, Cutting the Red Tape, How to Make Research Happen. We're going to have a great discussion on what it takes to get new projects off the ground in today's complex commercial environments. Until next time, I've been your host, Chris Martin, and this has been the MRX Lab. <laughs>